So, uh, <laughs> God is a God of new beginnings. You know this story. Uh, Forget about uh, yesterday. Let it go. It's gone. It's done. Blah, blah, blah. Embrace the day. It's God's gift. Take a deep breath. <sighs> there you go. Uh, lift up your heart. And we're going to find God in all things. And today, we're going to talk about work. And I'm here with one of my favorite experts, somebody who is deeply passionate about work. Um, in the book of Genesis, uh, as you all know this, after it talks about all of creation, when it gets to the end of it, it says, on the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. And it's kind of fascinating that it uses that word. Um, we've looked at, in uh, looking at Genesis, how in other ancient uh stories about creation the gods didn't like work and in fact they actually uh created human beings so that they would work and raise foods so that gods could eat so they wouldn't have to work that was the purpose of creation yeah that's part of why people were created yeah. in other stories but not in genesis and you have places like uh in the new testament jesus says i must be about my father's business mm -hmm. this idea that god and work are thought about in a fundamentally different way. And you are somebody who has always loved work and loved to do consulting with people that work. So what about God and work? Yeah, so, oh, so much. Uh, one of the things that Dallas Willard used to talk about often was that work is our primary place of discipleship. Mm. And if that doesn't push you back on your heels for a minute. Dallas who? Yeah. Uh, we hear a lot about Dallas at our house. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a breathtaking perspective on how do I follow Jesus? Mm. How do I first consider my work? And I remember one time when Dallas said it, we were out in the backyard and I teased him. I said, oh, no, Dallas, the right answer is always your family. And he said, no, actually just the nature of work. Mm. He said, take it out of the category of some successful rich person and think about a farmer. Six o'clock, time for dinner. The fence is down and the cow needs to be milked. What happens? Well, they work. So it is a primary place of discipleship. I also think it's fascinating in the Genesis account that John just mentioned. Um, if I were God, and you know, your mom always told you, you have one chance to make a first impression, mm -hmm. and you've all been on the other side of that where you still carry in your mind the first impression you had of somebody and it really sticks. If I were God in Genesis 1, I would say, hey, I'm God and I'm omniscient. Mm -hmm. You think you're smart, I'm way smarter than you. Or I'm omnipotent. I'm the most powerful creature in the mm, universe. Mm. But he took those two qualities of his and he put them on the back burner and mm. he said, those can wait. Because mm. what I want to say, my first impression, I want you to know, hi, I'm God. I'm a worker. Mm. And I've already been busy at the work of creation. Before you could ever do anything for me, I have served you, not only by creating the world, but by making a beautiful garden for yeah. you to be in. And then I've invited you in chapter two to co-create with me, to name the animals, to have dominion. Work came before the fall, not after the fall. It we haven't not gotten any of that yet, by the way. Part of the curse. I thought that was my stuff to it talk about. It is your stuff okay. to talk about. Well, Anything is your stuff to it's talk about. It's fine. You, you do all what you need to do, okay. and I'll do what I need to do. But there's something about work on so many levels mm. where we have a chance to interact with God. Mm. Do you want to say anything right now? No, <laughs> no I don't. You want okay. to roll. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> so couple of thoughts about... Actually, no, I did want to say sure. something. I never thought about this before, but when you were talking about what you would show, there's a humility in work, like that God would be a worker. There's yeah. something lovable and humble about and that. And blue collar. 
kind of. Is a blue collar God. I love that. Yeah. And I, I do worry about our faith and work movements, which I think we need desperately. I mm. don't want them to become white collar oh. movements. Jesus is a carpenter. Paul's yeah. a tent maker. There you go. Yeah. Nicely said. Yeah. So a couple of thoughts. Uh, the first one is um, there are no stepping stone jobs. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. In our culture, we hear a lot about what's your passion? What do you want to be? What's your fulfillment? Those are questions of luxury. Those are not the most important mm. questions. Mm. Um, whatever you may be on your way to matters not at all when it comes to how do I see the intersection of faith and work and living out the gospel and the kingdom and my discipleship at my current place of work. So if I'm in a place where I don't love my job, I'm not passionate about it, I see something else, it's that's tertiary. Mm. What's critical is that every day I go to work, mm. I show up asking Jesus to help me, mm. coming back to him multiple times during the day to say, I made a mistake, um, what should I do next? Uh, taking care of people, serving people, mm. really deeply serving them. Um, there are no stepping stone jobs. So I used to be many iterations of my work life ago, uh, an emergency room nurse. And I remember one night we had a patient come in at 11.28 p.m. And if any of you are shift workers, you know that that's two minutes before uh, you get to go home. Mm -hmm. And I was a week away from finishing up my career in nursing and moving to Chicago to finish seminary. So you had just met me. Not long mm -hmm. before this. Yeah. Yes. That's a whole other story for another video. <laughs> but... Uh, three or four nights before I was ready to be done in the emergency room, a patient came in at 1128 while the doctors were giving the nurses incoming on the next shift their report. And the doctor said to me, Nancy, will you take this patient? Let all the other nurses go home. Let the girl who had been doing double shifts in order to get ready to move to Chicago take the patient. Now, I've been a Christian long enough to know you sit on the inside where nobody can see you. And on the outside, I said, oh, I'd be glad to do that. <laughs> But on the inside, I thought, why pick me? The nurses that are going home right now have not worked double shifts. I'm so tired. Mm. So I went into the room with this 28, 29-year-old woman, mother of two. Her husband and her two little girls had gone the day before up to Mammoth Mountain. This is in L.A. Uh, she was going to go the next day separately because she had to work. And I just remember being annoyed and thinking after I took her vitals and took her history, thinking, Oh my gosh, you have the flu. Mm. You don't go to the emergency room at 11.28 for the flu. You go to bed and then you wake up the next morning and you call your doctor, which mostly meant you don't inconvenience yeah. me. And so I got her ready. I ran, I drew some blood, ran a couple of tests that I knew the doctor would want. And then the doctor came in and examined her and he said, hey, why would you mind staying until her lab results came back in? I'd be glad to. So 20 minutes later in the fax machine, which if you're under 30, you can Google it, but it's a machine that sits on the counter and it spits up a paper report from the laboratory. And I went over to look at it and I saw her blood results. And the doctor came over and looked over my shoulder and he said, hmm, here's two more tests we need to order. She had the flu. She had fulminating leukemia. She never left the hospital. She was there for the next six weeks. For the next week before I left for Chicago, I was up in the ICU every day before mm. my shift started to visit her, met her husband and her children. Her body was unrecognizable mm. when I left. 
And I feel like on the way home that night, God and I had this conversation with something like this. Oh, you're on your way to seminary. You're on your way to fulfill your passion and live your best life and serve me and be a pastor and a leader. And what I did tonight is I put one woman in front of you and you were irritated and you ignored her. There are no stepping stone jobs. Whatever it is you're doing right now, whether it's for a paycheck or not for a paycheck, it is a primary place of discipleship for your work. I was thinking... Just when you said those words, we're we're here in the cabana, chaos in the cabana. Yeah. COVID in the cabana for a while. <laughs> um, right before this, just putting civil war away in the drawer. And then oh, yeah. figuring out what do we need from the grocery store. Mm. And those things too <laughs> yeah. are just small That's acts our work. of yep, work yeah. and service. Yes. And any moment, no matter how insignificant it looks. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. What would you say to somebody right now that really doesn't like their job? This is wonderful. Wonderful. Because way beyond when you get to your passion job, you have an opportunity to live out what Jesus says. What good is it if you Mm. love people that are just like you? Ah. Oh, and kind of the same thing. What good is it if you love a job that is really... Absolutely. You have a chance to be the kingdom way more than you ever will when you're in your passion job. And people will annoy you and it's great that they do and you will annoy them Mm. how do you show up and ask jesus for help confess when you've been wrong um, apologize to other people treat other people with dignity serve them Uh, philippians 2 um, john's talked about this a lot before but jerry hawthorne who was a professor at wheaton said most of our translations will say who even though he was god he took upon the form of servant but the actual best Greek translation is exactly because he was God. Mm. He took upon the form of servant. Mm. You are never more like God mm. than when you serve. Wow. And you get wow. a chance to do that at work, whether it's paid or non-paid. Primary place of discipleship. End of teaching. The beginning of your day with God. Yeah. Thank you. And Jeopardy's on. We gotta go. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure Tim will leave that in. <laughs> At least you didn't say family feud. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim. I'm a part of the team here at Become New. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each video, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Or if you'd like to receive a text alert whenever we release a new video, you can text the word become to the number 855-888-0444. If you have a prayer request, please let us know. You can text that request to that same number, 855-888-0444. There's a group of us who meet every day to pray over those requests. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.